I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 18 people coming in this room between now and somebody who would have something to say about it. You ain't got to be putting my business out there. Anyway, <laughs> 92.9thegame.com slash casting calls. We're going to see the list. But basically, it is no list right now because I'm going to come back with a full one in a few weeks. But it does walk you through where to find the behind-the-camera jobs. Because mm-hmm. I'd say this is an opportune time to see what's what as far as the crews that are looking for electricians, for carpenters, for hairdressers, for set designers, whatever you can think, doctors. Okay. Drivers, things like that. So behind the camera, film, television industry more, I, I walk you through that. I got a link to the Georgia Department of Labor. So if anybody who's a minor in your house or anybody you know that's uh, 18 and under that wants to get on set, there you got to get that certificate. I got a couple connections with voiceover people. Bill Seller, individual, Atlanta voiceover studio, brick and mortar, go there. They do workshops, things like that. So both of them bring different skill sets, prices, opportunities to you. So that's why I give you a couple there. The list of the casting directors, so you don't have to wait for me and Sam to come back on. Well, in this case, tomorrow, but usually a week <laughs> later. Um, you can go to their website, Facebook page, uh, Instagram, wherever they're posting jobs, and I give you a generic version of how to submit yourself if you've never done it before. Couldn't be easier. Get your camera, get somebody to take a picture of you in front of a wall, dress as best you can to the role, whether you're going to be a server or doctor or nurse, whatever, a construction worker, whatever it is, Dressed as best you can. So I didn't get that out last segment, so I want to make sure I got that for you. We <sighs> mentioned tomorrow. With a, we are tomorrow, and we're here Monday. Yeah, and we're off from 6 until 8 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And Monday we'll be in for John and Hugh. And, well, I guess in Steak and Sandra, too, right? Yeah. Technically, that last hour is their show. Right. So we'll be here till 6 until 10. Then, uh, I want to remind you later today, obviously we got football action starting at noon with some games. Eh, okay, nothing else, unless you're an Alabama fan. Or an Iowa fan, which that's the game to take a nap in. Oh, Is that what Iowa. you said? Oh, yeah, man. But, but we are going to leave you and get you started with this bowl action, the Motor uh, Music City Bowl, Iowa and Kentucky. Mm-hmm. All right. After that, everybody, of course, is getting ready for Georgia, Ohio State tonight. One of the places you might want to consider is Reverb, Reverb Hotel by Hard Rock. Game time, uh, college football game time is going to be out there from 4 until 8. Broadcast live, getting you set for the game. So, there you go. Guy, got a lineup of stuff here today you know is all football related. By the way, shout out to Chief Brandon up there in uh, Paulding County. Okay. He, yeah, Deputy okay. Chief there. Yeah, he's. they're going to try and get us out there. Okay. Because like many of these communities, they have these job fairs that are coming up. And I don't care what community you got, they, they need First responders, they need folks like that. So he's gonna—they're having one up there, and they may uh, have us back. What we're gonna talk about? Something we were gonna get into before. Oh, I didn't do that yet, did I? No. Thank you, Eric. Okay. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you, folks. Uh, Happy New Year to Car- and Carrollton. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Home of the the alma mater. 
You ain't got your hand over your heart, though. Oh, Normally, you put your hand um, over your heart. Alma hand over the heart. University of West Georgia. And, as- and, and home of the probably the most recruited high school player in the country for the next three years. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. yeah. The they got the next Arch Manning coming up there through that Trojan program. That young man's going to have his choice of programs. I hope somebody in this state of Georgia keeps him within the confines. I don't know which we'll one. We'll I just see. hope he does. We'll uh, that, that young man is a terror yeah. to be a freshman, a true freshman. And, Greg, I don't know if you remember that. The Carrollton Trojans have a true freshman at quarterback, and I think he passed for somewhere around 60 to 70 touchdowns this season. Did he not, Sam? Yep, and got him all the way to the state championship. Game. Now, now, here's the question. Is he, you think there's going to be enough juice here to keep him in the state? Well, that's what I just said. I hope somebody. No, I'm asking. Well, you said hope, but I'm saying do you think? Uh, I mean, every program's going to come after him. You know, and, and the way he throws that ball around the yard, would a program like the Bulldogs have the type of offense he wants to play in? I don't know. He's going to have his pick. Going to have his pick. Going to have his pick. If you want to if you want to bump into a, a big-time coach of the program, go out and see the Carrollton Trojans play over the next couple of years. Well, you know what? You want to see a big-time coach just waiting until spring football comes around. Yeah, go to a 7-on-7 camp where he's at. You know, he, you know they'll, they'll, they'll be there when spring football comes around. We start off the show talking about our story of the week. When we're not here, when we, won't, we won't do it tomorrow. We won't do it on Monday. But when we've gone for a period of time, we start off and we talk about our stories of the week. You had one. Remind the audience who yours was today, uh, oh, your story of the week. Ed Reed. Okay. Taking Bethune-Cookman, that job. Mine was the passing of Pele and what he was. And, again, I wish I had asked the, 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 the audience members. And, actually, have we asked you, Eric, younger than us, uh, different perspective on sports and, and, and the people who we feel are at that upper tier, do you put Pele there? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was not a big soccer fan growing up, but the one thing I knew about soccer was the greatness of Pele, and that was from most of the uh, elder members of my family. Right. Um, I saw his highlights every time. He, there, there wasn't a soccer match that started that didn't have some type of highlight of him and, of course, the, the, the kicks that he did. And then I remember seeing him when he used to do the late-night TV circuit and he would mm-hmm. go on to be interviewed and stuff like that. So you I know. absolutely believe that part of the impression that Garrett Morris did on Saturday Night Live was Pele. You think so? That Pedro Esquela making – I mean, we, you know, you can't do that now, politically correct and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But that character that he did, Pedro Esquela, uh, Esquela or whatever his name was, the baseball player for Cuba. Chico Esquela. Chico Esquela. That character, a little bit of that was was Pele and how Pele came across. Because he was, he was always that – Teethy grin, smile that you know. Just ha- just that happened. was Pele, though. That yeah. was him. Yeah. So, uh, I was just curious, and I'm going to ask Miles this too because I've, I've talked to a couple people, and it's not universally accepted. They just who's he? You know, they, you know millennials. They, they don't. They're prisoner of the moment, right? Yeah. yeah. But I'm yeah. I'm just wondering if you got four names to put up on that, and you're talking worldwide, all time athletes. Okay, I think we can agree that Ali's up there. That would have this, that, that yes, and then the, you, it doesn't just have an impact in this country, but their impact is global. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so I only got two that I'm confident in, only two, that and that's that. Pele and Ali. Yep, that the combat. I don't know that I could come up with the other two that would be universally accepted. Are you confident in that? Um, and I don't know that they're American. I, I, mean, again. I, I, I think I think I think we might have a basketball player or two, because. 
through it since that time. Basketball has become this international thing. The dream team. And so you put Jordan. Uh, Jordan would be the uh, of all yeah, the basketball yeah, players. Yeah, I'd put yeah, Jordan up there. Yeah, yeah. I was just curious about yeah, that one. Yeah, okay, then who's so. four? I don't know. I don't either. Be but but I, but I, but I think you, you know, those three. Four zero four seven four one zero nine. Why is it, why is it not the other birthday boy? Why is it not Tiger Woods? Well, there you go. Well, I'll I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because the other two guys that we named, while Ali followed Joe Lewis, he became a different type of boxer. It wasn't about power. It was the finesse. So his game and his the way he boxed was different than anything anybody had seen at that point. A heavyweight okay. to dance yeah. like a, mm-hmm. a, a a middleweight. He was Sugar Ray Robinson. He wasn't but, he wasn't but, heavyweight. But did Muhammad Ali have young kids yes. from every Yes. You you look at the footage of him when he landed in Jamaica. He landed in Manila. But were they putting fights. on boxing gloves? Were they saying I well, want to be I mean, Ali? I can't answer all of those. I'm just saying okay. you go you go to the darkest corners so to speak of this planet and you mention Muhammad Ali, chances are they know who he is. I think the same thing is with Pele. Okay? Whether it was late in his, you know, his life or while he was doing it, I think that was one of those names. You may not have seen soccer, you may not know who he is, but you heard of him and right, you knew but, that he but, said. I mean, as great as Pele was, Pele did not single-handedly increase the participation of soccer. But he, no, no, okay. he, no, 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 no. no let me tell you Tiger Woods single-handedly no, double, triple, quadruple the participation of golf. We can we can debate that too. Yeah. But but Pele going back, he not only. Increase the visibility and participation of soccer. While it may not have landed in Baltimore, because we have 18 sports here that we follow, it did around the world. But much like Ali, Ali, it was his social, what he did socially, and what he did for the country of Brazil, that I think brings him to that level. Now, to answer the question about Tiger, Tiger didn't change. He took it to another level. But Jack Nicholas set the stage. And before that, there were guys who set the standard. Tiger, even now, he still hasn't passed Sam Snead as far as he's tied with him. But we're talking about Tiger's global effect. Uh, no, no, game. no. We're talking about – t- I'm just saying when you say this person's name, and I don't know. I guess maybe there should be a criteria here, innovator, whatever it is. Yeah. I just figure Tiger, while he belongs on just about any other with this particular one, yeah, A, he's still chasing Jack. B, yes, he did bring it, but that has a lot to do with the technology that's in place now, as opposed to when Nicholas was playing or Palmer was playing. Arnold Palmer was infinitely more popular than Jack Nicholas. We all know that. But I don't know. It, it, Tigers won. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying let's let's put that in the list of people and see if it's universal. I, I think there's somebody we're missing. I just <laughs> I do. I think there's somebody we're missing, and it's a sport that – you know, it's not like I'm going to say Richard Petty, but, you know, it ain't yeah. like you can't put him in there. Got a, got a, got a little news on Richard Petty and a little, little, little bit of NASCAR news to throw in anyway today. Um, um, on New Year's Day, I guess it will be on Monday, they'll have the Tournament of Roses Parade. Right. And um, NASCAR will have a float. Get out of here. It'll be the 75th anniversary of NASCAR, and who's going to be riding on the float? The, the, one, the only person that should. The king is going to be riding on a float <laughs> in Pasadena, California, because that's where NASCAR will start their season once again this year. There you year go. At the L.A. Coliseum. And, I mean, the way it was received last year, I think 70% of the people that came to the Coliseum to see the clash, it was their first time coming to a NASCAR event. Uh, to have that kind of impact in a city that size, uh, they're going to be in the Tournament of Roses parade. Now, a young man also who will be on the float, I don't know, Jeff, I think Jeff Gordon may be on there, but I know Rajah Karuth is a young man. 
who's a student at Winston-Salem State who just had a great season on the ARCA series. I think he's got a full-time ride for the truck series this year. He is seen as one of the drivers of the future and a driver of color. He's going to have a spot on the float as well. So that's uh, that's for, for Pasadena coming up. Question, Jimmy Johnson coming back to Cup as a slash part owner. Yep. With well, along with with, with, with Petty, they got a co-op here, a mm-hmm. duopoly, or whatever you want to call it, and they're trying to figure out what number you're going to put on that car. Ooh, Jimmy Johnson's car was 48 for all these years. Do you make it 84? I like the idea of 84. Yeah, I got no problem with but that. But there's some people who say because it is a combination of he and Petty, one won seven championships, the other won seven championships instead of 48, 14. 49. I like 14. Car 49. I like 14. Who's got 14? That was Tony Stewart, Tony wasn't it? Stewart, yeah, that, yeah, yeah we don't want that got, one. Somebody already got 14. But to have 49, either 84 or 49 to be the number on this car. We'll see. It gets us. That's a little, that's a little, that's a little, that's a little NASCAR. Here's a little something else I just because thought it, of. It, it, it'll be here before you know it. Do you know how, when you mentioned Richard Petty, you got me thinking about this. Because I've seen this silhouette before. There are three people who you could put into a silhouette and you would know exactly who they are, and even though there are other people who wear that particular hat, you know who they are. You got me thinking about that. If you put a silhouette of somebody in that big old cowboy hat, you know it's Richard Petty, right? Oh, absolutely. There's two others. Baseball hat, you know it's Tiger, even though there's other people who wear it, but you would know that Tiger Woods and Fedora, Tom Landry. You would recognize that. Those three silhouettes... When you, you would just know who they are. I just find that unique. I'm not, not, not many other people have that accessory where you know where they are. When you said uh, Fedora, I thought of the bear. Nah. No. Nah. Tom, Tom Landry first. Okay. As, you know, hounds, houndstooth or whatever. You know, maybe him, but nah. Anyway, just insignificant information as we sit here. And we still haven't talked about, you know, the... Well, actually, I did. I gave you the pumpkin pie. I had something written down here. <laughs> that was our sports story of the year between the two of us. We're going to talk to Miles uh, Miles Garrett next to Fox Five. Get your insights on uh, his thoughts on well, the national champ, the games coming up today, semifinals leading to the national championship. Who he thinks will be there, but also we go to Miles when we want to know what's going on with the Falcons. Haven't talked much about them boys and what things where they are now and next season. Miles Garrett going to join us next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this New Year's Eve. We uh, can't thank you enough for letting us be a part of your your sports day. You going to give us a game day at some point here before we leave? Uh, maybe you can save that for NFL. But we, we, we'll what see. you mean save it for NFL, we'll man? We'll got we'll the see. semifinals we'll going see on we today. Can muster up. We'll see Why we you can make people up. wait? You like the good-looking girl that makes all the dudes just uh, big we'll and see. all that. We'll Come see. on, please go out with me. Come on, please. We, 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 can, we, can, we can muster up a little something for a minute, man. Well, you, I don't we like got a guest coming folks. right now. I know that. He's making you making him wait, too. No, we got a guest. I shouldn't even have him on the show, to be honest with you. Whoa. But I love me some miles because, right. you know, because yeah, I'm, not, I'm not that. I don't have that kind of cynicism. I know I'll get booked again, but I was bumped out of a movie role for this dude. And yet I'm having him on the show. There you go. Because he's got knowledge that we won't. Hey, morning, Niles. 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 <laughs> Miles. Man, Good okay. morning, fellas. My, my, I, I'm, I'm still very sorry about that. I'm, I, it, it, it eats at me every time you bring it up. Miles and I sat 
outside of our trailer for hours upon hours on the set of Fantasy Football. He went to set first. He did his thing. He's in a scene with Sharon Reed, you may remember, from Channel 46. Beautiful woman down and and, and, and esteemed broadcaster in the city. And then I went and did my scene with the other actor I was working with. And movie comes out. Garrett, I mean, Miles saw himself. Didn't see Greg. <laughs> and he kept it quiet, too. Whoa, you know what I'm saying? He talked whoa. about seeing himself. He made the cut. But yet he, he, didn't, he didn't say anything about my scene. So that was the first red flag. And, but this has been the way it's been for me this year. I got cut out of this I movie. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. No, you ain't hurt my feelings because you know what? I've, I've, I had, I had, I've been cut out of two movies this year. Well, actually, Spider-Man was last year. But I get credit for Spider-Man. By the way, I got a residuals check the other day. Um, but this one, completely out and not even in the credits. And then I got another movie, which I have to wait and tell you about. I had talked to you about um, having to do with Michigan State Spartans. That is never going to see the light of day. And we filmed that. So the more you do, the more you're going to have stories like this. And so I couldn't be happier for Miles. You're going to see his name in the credits. Miles Garrett doesn't say Fox 5. It just says Miles Garrett. Now, we got to get this dude an agent so he can put his picture up in his credits on IMDb because he doesn't have a credit. Somebody saw him and a good-looking young guy on a local news station. And, and he gets booked. It's, it's, it's really hard being so good-looking, let me tell you. Miles, we come to you with uh, usually talking about the Falcons. But, listen, we want to let you spread your college football wings, man. we got two national uh, semifinals going on here today. And your thoughts on the participants, the two games, and who you think you're going to see in the national championship. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> – I really hope – that the main thing I'm hoping out of these two games is that they're at least competitive, right? Because I think you can name on one hand the amount of competitive college football semifinal games we've seen since the playoff has been intact. So – I'm hoping to see it, but in my opinion, I think these these two games aren't going to be close. I think one team is going to be favored in each. I think that they're going to end up winning by not two, maybe two touchdowns, but I think rather easily in those two games. I'm talking Georgia and I'm talking Michigan here. Spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline this morning with Miles Garrett. He is social. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Miles Garrett TV at Miles Garrett TV. Uh, spent some time uh, with both of the Peach Bowl teams this week, Miles and and they're here in town. How big of an advantage do you think is going to be for Georgia being familiar with the building? Ohio State doesn't get to play with a roof overhead very much. They've been here since Sunday night, so they've had a, a lot of time to spend in the place. But how much of an advantage do you think is going to be for Georgia? Just, just the building in itself. I think it'll be a huge advantage. And it, it's different because Ohio State is, a, is one of those teams that it's not like their fans don't travel. There's going to be a lot of Ohio State fans in the building. But – uh, it, it would be foolish to say this wouldn't be a home game of sorts for Georgia, uh, especially you saw in the SEC championship game. That place was rocking. Uh, you know, it was I'd say it's probably 80-20 Georgia Bulldog fans to LSU fans, and they travel well. But, uh, I mean, you're going to see it. I mean, I think from opening kickoff, it's going to be a heavily Georgia advantage from the crowd perspective, and I think it's going to weigh in on Ohio State because, look, at the, SEC football isn't the kind of football they play up there. I know they play some, you know, good opponents every now and again, but the environments that they face up there aren't even close to the ones they see here down south. Are you, are you going to be at the game? I will not. Yeah, it's a rare off day for me. Man, I thought you'd be in the building for that one. 
No, yeah, no. For for some reason they uh, they gave it to me. They gave it to me off. So uh, you know, I'll take the wins where I can get them. I'll just, I'll be enjoying it on TV <laughs> like you, fine gentlemen. All right, um, Miles Garrett from Fox Five joining us. Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game. 929thegame.com. You give no shot to Ohio State. You give no shot to TCU. The years that they've had and how they ascended to the playoffs, how do you feel about that? Are you good with how they, the, the four teams that landed? Yes, I, I think the, the, the committee got it right, uh, especially with, with TCU there at the end because, look, you, you can't leave out a team like TCU, especially with their last loss coming against a ranked opponent in a bowl game. And, you know, I, 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 even now I'm forgetting the other team that, that was left out, but – USC. If you're not in a conference championship, <laughs> USC, of course, you can't put USC in there after they get blown out like that in their own uh, conference final game. So, I mean, in, in that regard, the committee, I mean, while TCU may not be the best team, you know, if we're, we're talking Alabama types, you know, in a one-on-one matchup, I think a lot of folks would pick Alabama versus TCU. But in that case, TCU, what would they have to play for if, if they're, if that's the case, you know, I mean, if, even if you go undefeated or you have one loss, you have no shot of making the playoff. I mean, you, you, you can't have that as precedent. So in that regard, I think the committee did get it right. Um, I do think Michigan will win the game. But, um, I mean, hey, Max Duggan's in balling, so who knows. <laughs> That's it, folks. Spend some time with Miles Garrett talking football and talking uh, here in town, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, busy. We have a countdown just a few hours away from uh, the national championship. Well, not the championship game, national semifinal game, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. But the crew that works at this facility got some work to do because whenever this game ends and all the confetti flies in the air, they got to get that stuff cleared up, man, because we got another game in there tomorrow. Falcons are home. Uh, What's your thoughts so far on what you've seen from Desmond Ritter? I mean, people have been waiting and waiting and waiting. Uh, We finally get a chance to see him. Has it been what you thought it would be? Has it been a little bit more or a little bit less? It's been right where I sort of kind of predicted he would be. Um, and, and I think a lot of Falcons fans coming in, for, you know, asking him to be the savior of this season, they were, they were asking for way too much from the start. That wasn't going to happen. This Falcons team, they kind of are what they are at this point. We've kind of seen what they are. Uh, we were hoping to get a little mix-up in the passing game with, with Ritter injecting a little bit of life there. And he has, for the most part. Um, I mean, you've seen Drake London's numbers have gone up astronomically these last two games as far as receptions and yardage is concerned. Um, but I want to see growth when it comes to Desmond Ritter. And I think I've seen that so far these first two games. And you got to keep in mind, these were two extremely hostile environments he made his first two career starts in. I mean, we're talking the, the Superdome against the Saints and then sub-zero temperatures in Baltimore uh, against a very good defense. So he'll finally be able to, to play a lesser opponent of sorts at home for once. And uh, I think we'll, I think this will be a big game, a big test for Desmond as to see that, okay, what what can you do now that, you're not facing too much adversity this week. You know, you're, you're in the system. You've been the starter for a couple weeks now, and you're well acquainted, and you're against a team that's very beatable. So I, I kind of want to see Desmond take that next step on Sunday. All right, Miles, you're sitting in the barbershop with us. We're talking about this Falcons team and your personal wants for this team to focus on what heading into next season. More, tool, more, sure. more assets for, for Desmond on the offensive side or more help for Grady on the defensive side? I mean, this team is talent deficient, so it needs talent all across the board. But, I mean, it's been the story for the last decade plus. Trenches, trenches, trenches on both sides of the ball. I want to see that offensive line and defensive line get beefed up big time. And I hope they address that in free agency now that they have some money to spend. And, 
I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it. I know a lot of Falcons fans saw it post-game against the Ravens. Uh, we were in the locker room talking to Grady Jarrett, and he said that, you know, new season, same story when it comes to, you know, what he's seen. He used a little bit of an expletive there that I can't say on radio. But, um, you know, you gotta help. you got to help the big man out. you got to have someone there next to him. If some by some miracle the Falcons are able to land Jalen Carter, I think that's a dream scenario. But uh, if you can, you got to find ways to beef it up, and you finally have the money to do so. So that's that's my answer in, in long form. Beef up the trenches on both sides of the football. It's what we watch for and see if the team can do that. As far as Arizona come, to get a win tomorrow be good. I mean, I think we're down to like a third-string quarterback for the Cardinals. I mean. David Blau. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, you, you got to beat David Blau. Colt McCoy was already one that uh, I was expecting big things from for the Falcons in that matchup. So now that we're now that we're down to the third string, I'm really hoping the Falcons are able to pull that one out because this is a very very winnable matchup, especially for a team like the Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury arguably coaching for his job right now. Yeah, but he got a nice house out there. All right, listen, I want to bring you in on the conversation because you are in that you know you fall into that category. You're not a dopey millennial, but you're a millennial. When you heard the news, when you heard the news this past week of the passing of Pele, what did that? I did, yes. Yeah. Well, where does he fall on your radar of all-time great athletes? I mean, what do you know of him? Was were you, were you educated by what was said on the day of his passing? I mean, where was he in your mind as far as an all-time great athlete? Period. All-time great athlete. Period. That's a good question. Uh, I mean, as me personally, I have my own top five athletes, and he, he's not on there, but I would probably have him uh, toward my top ten, maybe toward the bottom of that top ten. What, well, that, that, that's just my personal list. What are your five? Uh, in some particular order, I would have Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, Usain Bolt, um, Babe Ruth, uh, and probably Tom Brady. Okay. Not a bad list. Not a bad not list. Not a bad list. Not a bad list. No, not at all. I don't know if they know who some of these people are in, in, the, in, the, in the ways those other two reach, but, again, this is all very subjective. It is, again, it's, it's curious that he's got Babe Ruth on there, but yet Pele, a <laughs> guy who, who played in the 20s. But, again, this is – and that was the one I struggled with was Babe Ruth. I mean, the name of Cannonball after dude. He played, oh, 80, yeah. you know, 100 oh, yeah. years ago. Oh, yeah. But I don't yeah. know that he is that name – that pops up when you go to Argentina or when you yeah. go to oh, yeah, Johannesburg, yeah. you know, and those other names do. Um, not on your list, but the ones that we didn't. So that's why I would say Hussein Bolt's a good one too. But you got to find out if he was cheating. I will say, though, I did have an argument with someone uh, yesterday, believe it or not, in regards to the greatest soccer player of all time, and every single one of them had Pele either at two or three behind uh, Messi. So that they, I, I was arguing he was the best, but they were, they were saying uh, – Messi and Ronaldo are better. Old, so, older than you I mean, or younger than you? Older than me, believe it or not. Hmm. Yeah, again, steak, ribs. It's all subjective, right? Have, what would you rather have? Hey, Miles, as always, we can't thank you enough for getting up and joining us. And we will uh, – don't worry, man. We're going to continue to have you on your show. And enjoy the game. Which, what's, what's the menu for the games today for you? Uh, it is – Go to downtown Roswell with some buddies and uh, enjoy the evening for once. I'm not working a Saturday, so I'm All right. You, you, know, you, know, you, know, you don't have a certain you – know, your taste buds ain't looking for a certain kind of thing during these games? 
A certain kind of what now? Uh, your taste buds. You don't. You're not seeking out wings or pizza or you know. Oh, something. oh, wings. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely on the. That's that's where that's the spot we're headed to tonight. Right. Where we're going for a wing spot. All right, Miles Garrett, Fox Five. We thank you as always, man, for all the knowledge and enjoy the rest of your weekend and happy New Year, happy buddy. Happy New Year, man. Yes, sir. Same to you guys. Happy 2023. You all got right. it. All right, team, all right. Team player, man. I could have okay. got on him and, and and had you know all kinds of attitude because he knocked me out of a movie. But he ain't the reason why I got bumped. I absolutely believe I know why. Okay. Rule number one. You really want to hear this? Rule number one. If you if when you, we become a principal actor or a day player, which is what I am. Bring it down just a little bit, Eric, there. When you do your scene, you don't post your role and your pictures and all that stuff until the movie is done. That's rule number one. And the person who I worked with, Put her picture up like hours after on IMDb. And the people who work in production don't like that. Okay. They they purposely put the stars up so when you go to page whatever. Go look at Red One right now. The rock movie, I feel. I guarantee you my picture ain't there. Even though I've already shot my scene. But, but, you go, it, but it should be. But no, no, no. I don't <laughs> want it there yet. Because again, I, now this is what I'm pretty confident won't get cut out. Because I'm in, I, I'm confident it won't cut out. But she posted her picture with the stars on IMDb like a day or two after we shot our scene. I'm not going to mention her name, but I absolutely believe that upset some of the people in production because I've heard them say that. They hate it when actors do that. And so I got caught up in that nonsense. And so you had all the stars, and then you had somebody who was reporter number whatever. (laughs) So they were like, "Uh uh-uh. So they got rid of that picture and... My role ended up being uncredited with her, working with her. And then when My, when Miles didn't tell me he saw the scene, I knew I was cut out. And they had him and, and Sharon read some of the lines that we did, we shot. Whoa. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Hey, listen, it, it cut out a few minutes of the movie. Maybe that was something that they did. But that person made it easy. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. There's certain rules. And this is why I say anybody who wants to get into this business, whether it's something behind the camera or you want to eventually start being a day player and, and get signed and go out and do auditions, do a couple extra jobs first. Because what that will teach you is set etiquette and learn the ins and outs of what's going on with not just being on set, but the people who work in this business. They ain't got time to play. They're not trying to be politically correct. They need what they need when they need it. You've heard me read casting calls where I have to say things that you don't normally say, but they need, you know, amputees who are dark-skinned black folks. I mean, they that's a need. Now, some people, well, African-Americans, say, no, 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 no. We don't want to exclude the Jamaicans and the and the Nigerians that live here in Atlanta. You got to be American. You just got to be dark-skinned black folks. That's what they're looking for. And we don't mean to be disrespectful. It's about making a movie that reflects life. So they need what they need. And they have procedures and they have protocols. And you mess with them, thank you, goodbye, we'll see you later. And they just move on. And that's how they have billions of dollars flying through the air in this state, among other things. I'm sorry I went off on a tangent, but I wanted to make that clear. We are going to talk about some things we haven't had a chance to talk about next as we get ready to wrap things up and get you set for the Music City Bowl, Iowa and Kentucky. It's always a barn burner when those two get together. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. 
Lexus, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Huh. In the Ferrari or Jaguar, switching four lanes from the top down, screaming out, money ain't a thing. Bubble hard in the double R, flashing the rings with the window crack, holler back, money ain't a thing. Jigger, I don't like it. Watch Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. Yep, it's Sam and Greg. We are way, this is normally way past our bedtime. Normally we're out here at 10 o'clock. I don't care, Saturday or Sunday. This is the latest you and I have broadcasted that I can remember. True. <laughs> you're a journalist. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I hadn't thought about this, it that This way, is the latest that you right. and I have broadcast. And, yeah. and as we sit here on this New Year's Eve, we've covered a number of things, a lot of things we haven't covered. You know, I was going to mention that Pele was my first story, but there's a couple of, that almost replaced it. Like what's going on with Southwest? God bless you folks that had to deal with that. Wow. And having problems out at the airport. Man. If you got your bags back, let alone trying to make a flight. That was that was bad. And now uh, they, they got that Southwest got raked over the coals for that too. Yeah. I mean, big time. There are people who are going in front of cameras saying you never want to fly this airline. I mean, it's There's one they showed a woman is sitting at home who's supposed to be at her wedding, like the, the day Belize. before. Yeah, yeah Malie, you saw that one? <laughs> oh, oh poor thing. Her husband, her, her fiance made it. And and you know them folks down in Belize ain't trying to hear nothing about oh can you hold us over another day there and and do we get our deposit back and yeah yeah they they not trying to hear that they don't care nothing about Southwest so that was one of the things as far as the story here and I'm not gonna just belabor this but you say it out loud it was like made one of those things that made my ears perk up Cosby's going on tour yeah I heard about that too yeah that almost that almost replaced it. Um, but it didn't. It went too well. Oh, and there was one more, too. And this better not happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But this, the rumor's coming out about Kevin Warren leaving the Big Ten as commissioner to take the job as the Chicago Bears president. Wow. Now, what kind of arrogance do you think you got running around in that McCaskey family that you think you're going to leave the dude who's running the, the, the biggest money-making conference in college football? Yeah. And just lured USC, UCLA out of the West Coast and brought them in there, that's a conversation. You're going to tell somebody. You get them to come despite the fact you're going to tell them, oh, by the way, you guys that are normally, like, hanging out in California, you got to go pay. you got to go to Happy Valley in December. <laughs> you got to go to, you got to go to Columbus, Ohio in <laughs> December, you know, November. Yet he got them to do it. But that was a rumor that we heard last week. And uh, I don't think it's going to, but, you know, that dude going and becoming the Bears president. Yeah. Not going to happen. Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio, 929 Game, 929thegame.com. I want to thank everybody that's uh, reached out to us. Uh, they've been enjoying the fact that Sam got his cold pumpkin pie. Yep. After all this time, we've been recapping. Post, posted the pictures of him on there, and people have you know, been reacting to the pictures <laughs> of, of the cold pumpkin pie. It's been great. The people <laughs> We've been having a lot of fun with a certain state throughout the morning, as well we should, and, and the football team. And, and we saw St. Nick show up a couple times here. Did you know on this date, as I run down these insignificant things that happened on December 31st, that in 1841, the first state to license dental surgeries was Alabama. The first state in the country. Why was that? I don't know. But, you know, you just kind of tip your hat to them and say, okay. New Year's Eve, the first New Year's Eve celebration took place, uh, I mean, in Times Square. 1904, and it took until 1907 for them to get the ball drop. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, it, 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 so speaking of speaking of ball drop, we have the the peach drop is is back. That's going on at Underground Atlanta tonight. That's why I brought us back with Jermaine Dupree. He yeah. is the headline act, or one of the headlining acts. Yeah. Atlanta's own, bring us back. And you know, Greg, I'm surprised at you. What's that? Well, we, that doesn't shock, that doesn't shock me. But, go but ahead. we've been here four hours on New Year's Eve, and you have yet to. 
advise our listeners that it's an amateur I was, night. I, I was waiting for that, but thank you for bringing it up. So okay, I saved I'm that sorry. To the end. Okay. Well, you know, I, I like it when you get out there early. You know, let, no, let you want to you want to end with that. And what he's talking about is the the you know, and I realize I become obnoxious with this, but I don't care when it comes to this. There's um, eight amateur nights of the year, and the granddaddy of them all is tonight, right? And those are nights of the year where people who don't normally drink and drive are drinking and driving. That's what Eric's alluding to. And and the other ones I hit throughout the course of the year after tonight, you got St. Patrick's Day, you got Cinco de Mayo, you got the three summer holidays, Memorial Day, 4th of July, and and Labor Day. You've got Halloween night. Um, I said eight, yeah, and New Year's Eve, and then the one that I actually skipped over, which is the next one after tonight. Mid-February. And that's Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. So those are the eight. And so just be very, very careful out there. So we like to say, Sam and I, we would, but we just ain't got time going to hospitals visiting our listeners. We would, yeah, we but would. we just ain't got time for it. We'd rather not. We'd rather, we'd rather not. So you guys be careful out there. One of the things during the holidays when you have the family members in the different ages, um, I came up with one of <laughs> another good one. I think it's a good one at least. You know the difference between old folks and young folks? There is a number of differences, but there's one that really – came to the forefront during the holidays this year. Okay. Old folks don't get mad when they walk into a room and can't figure out why they went into that room. No, they don't. Because we're used to it. <laughs> when I was in your 30s and that happened, you get mad and start cussing and go, what did I come in here for? Not when you're old. You just stand there and wait and hope it bounces off the satellite and comes back to you. And then you go about your business. I go do something else here and it'll, it'll come back to me. You used to get mad at that. You don't get mad no more because we know it's all a part of the price of doing business. Um, so those are some of the things that happened on this day. If I had to ask you, 1955, the first U.S. company, U.S. corporation to make over a billion dollars. I'll take a guess. It wasn't until 1955 that a company in this country made $1 billion in a calendar year. Uh, Ford Motor Company. Oh, man, are you close. GM. Yeah, okay. GM was the first one. All right. Match game premiered on this day in that long, skinny microphone. Headline news, deb- uh, headline news debuted on this day. Wow. In 1981. Uh, today was the day of the Fog Bowl. You remember that game? It almost played it outside. It almost played out. We almost played outside our window right now. 88, huh? Billy, uh, Buddy Ryan brought his Philadelphia Eagles into uh, to uh, Soldiers Field, played Dick and the Bears, and the uh, Bears won 20-12, to 12, but it was one of those where they had to do the televised parts of the game on the sidelines because the cameras that they have elevated could not see the field. Yeah. So it was a side, it was yeah, a, it was a field level shot field level the camera. entire game. Um, and Microsoft bought Hotmail on this day. Whoa. 97. People will laugh at that. Four and a million. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, 85 years old today. Ben Kingsley, 79. Val Kilmer and B.B. Newworth or Lilith from Frazier, 63 today. And Gabby Douglas, 27. Man. She is in the – I know, right? Twenty. Yeah. Gabby Douglas is 27 today. So there you have it. Your insignificant information on this last, last day of the year. Yeah, now, let's see, talk about – We'll see who else we, we lose today since we lost Pope Benedict earlier today and yesterday, Barbara Walters. We talked about Pele quite a bit. Now, I'll talk a little bit about yeah. Barbara Walters, just the fact that um, how she inspired people who worked in our industry and – Obviously, a lot of women, you know, who've come is since that time because you had she and then like, like Diane Sawyer and and then you get down to your folks like your Katie Couric and Jane Pauley and Oprah Winfrey. 
but but Barbara Walters is the one that kind of like knocked the door open uh, on a lot of different ways. First with the Today Show, NBC, and then coming over to ABC, which was in a lot of different entities, you know, there from the Nightly News to 2020 to The View, and um, just so many things she did. The interview, it seemed like nobody could escape her, you know? No. Or, or, or did they want to escape her? Well, because, because she's one of those people... And 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 I love the, the one-on-one interview. I, I'm a person who's fascinated by the one-on-one interview. And when I get a chance to do something, it's holding a conversation that makes the person become comfortable with you. Not an interrogation. Right. Although these were people she would talk to someone that you could understand them being interrogated, but she had to find a way that they would disarm themselves. She, she would disarm these people, and they would share uh, and some people knowing it would cause them to get emotional. You know, you know, we, when you talk to somebody and they get emotional with an interview, when I found myself doing that, I, I kind of like, whoa, that wasn't what I'm yeah, trying you, to do. You, you know what I mean? But you knew that and you expected that from our interviews. You said, where's the box of Kleenex? Because, you know, and when you find that you talk to somebody and they get emotional, people in the industry kind of call it a Barbara Walters interview. You got a Barbara Walters interview because it, people opened themselves up and, and showed their emotion. Which, which, go ahead, Greg. Yep. Well, I'm going to be a minute here. I didn't know you wanted to jump well, in Well, he, he's making me think of my first Barbara Walters memory, and that's Robin Givens and Mike Tyson. Okay. Oh, she, she threw him out there on <laughs> Yeah, but, but, but I mean, what, what, yeah, she, been doing what, that make, people, what make people sit down and just open themselves up yeah. to her? Now, the one person she always wanted to interview that she never got an interview with was Queen Elizabeth. You know, so that and Queen Elizabeth gave precious few interviews. She interviewed everybody else in the family. She pretty much, I think, Diana. I know somebody Charles, else she didn't interview because he, everybody wanted her, and he made it known that he wasn't talking to anybody. It was the one interview that nobody got. Nobody. And the one person that everybody wanted to talk to. And that was Neil Armstrong. Okay. Neil Armstrong, the first man on the moon. Okay. You know, everybody wanted to talk to him, and she couldn't get him. Nobody could get him. And he knew that. And that's what made him special throughout his life because everybody wanted to ask. He couldn't. You talk about first in Mount Rushmore. Right, that's right, a dude. Right, we haven't right, put him right. on that thing with Ali. Yeah. But that was that was one of those one of those deals that um, I want to remember what I was going to say to you when it came to Barbara Walters. She ascended because a she was great at what she did. But and I'm going to say this, and you understand what I mean when I say it. And it's because she was a woman, and there weren't many. Well, there were no women interviewers then. None, none. But the tough interviewers, we're talking Mike Wallace. We're talking them guys oh, who some Harry of the people Reasoner, who she, Harry Reasoner who she yeah, that she Crunk, got a chance to talk people, to, yeah. they wouldn't talk to him. They wouldn't talk to the male interviewers. So, and again, I'm not saying this from my opinion. I'm saying it because I've heard this before. They felt like they were going to get more softballs from Barbara Walters because she was a woman, and that's the way men thought back there in the 70s and, and in the 80s. And they found out once they got into it, later on you found out, well, you knew it, Barbara Walters. She wasn't coming. She wasn't going to let you off the hook. And she would talk about all these things that these guys weren't expecting to talk about. But the other th- um, oh, on my mind here, that, um, oh, is it fair to say that Barbara Walters, Oprah, and whoever else you can name that were the trailblazers, if you will. And it sounds insignificant, but they all felt like they could do it because of Mary Tyler Moore. Is that fair? I don't know. Well, Barbara came before Mary Tyler Moore. Okay. Well, we've heard Oprah say it. Yeah, yeah. But but, and, but, but, but that job, though, yeah, Barbara be, maybe came, for others. She came, she came before. Between that. Barbara Walters and... Well, let's remember earlier, Baltimore, she wasn't by herself either. They stuck her with Harry Reasoner, right? Because they, they didn't want to give her a seat by herself. 
So she was always with another man. Oh, yeah. Obviously, from the Today Show, too. You know, so. Anyway, we got to go. We're going to pick this up tomorrow. <laughs> Sam and I will be with you from 6 until 8 tomorrow mornings. But enjoy the day of football. We thank you again for letting us be a part of it. Got the Music City Bowl up next. Iowa and Kentucky. This is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. And check it out also on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.